This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking about the 2011 Regulatory Outlook with Attorney Kathy Rowe, Principal at the Health Law Consultancy. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kathy. Thank you, Howard. The HITECH Act mandated a long list of new federal rules, regulations, and programs designed to protect the privacy and security of healthcare information. Uh, many of those are long overdue. What would you say are the most important rules and regulations that healthcare organizations should be on the lookout for in the year ahead? Well, I think you probably want to start with the one that I, I think is assuredly coming down based upon recent comments as well as HHS recently issued their semi-annual agenda setting forth their anticipated rulemaking activity for the next six months. And there and in the recent comments, the focus has been on the final rule that would modify the HIPAA privacy, security, and enforcement rule to bring those rules into compliance with the obligations under high-tech that have already gone into effect. The suggestion has been made that that may include the breach notification rule, which would make sense to sort of bring them all together. But I think that's still a question out there as to whether or not that will be included. But that's probably the other rule that I would be looking for next year in 2011. The final version of the breach notification rule was placed on hold earlier this year for revisions. Uh, Do you anticipate changes in the harm standard in that rule? And if that happens, how will that affect the strategies of healthcare organizations? I I definitely think OCR wanted to take another look at the harm standard because you've had the comments from members of Congress indicating that HHS enacted the rule in a manner that wasn't consistent with legislative intent. You also certainly had a number of consumer advocacy organizations coming out with concerns, if not complaints, about the harm standard. I'm not sure that OCR will completely reverse itself because there was ample pushback from the other side of the fence in terms of if you have to give notice for every breach, you're likely giving notice in many instances where there really isn't cause for concern about the information that has been accessed or disclosed in a way that's not compliant with the HIPAA privacy rule. So I I think where OCR may go is trying to refine how you would go about making the business judgment as to whether or not there has been a significant risk of harm, which would keep the federal standard more in line with many state standards for breach notification. And I also think when you consider the number of other legal obligations that health plans and providers will need to be coming into compliance with at the federal level over the next few years, 
And if the government thinks about those compliance obligations for healthcare organizations and the manpower and the dollars, it may argue for refinement of the breach notification standard, but not complete reversal. Just to make sure people listening understand, the interim final breach notification rules harm standard, can you explain just what that says now? Sure. Currently, what the rule provides is that if you have a breach of unsecured PHI and the health plan or the healthcare provider that is subject to HIPAA, if it determines that there is a significant risk of harm to those individuals who were the subject of the unsecured PHI that was breached, then the healthcare provider or the health plan must give notice to each of those impacted individuals and potentially also to HHS and the media, depending upon the size of the breach. And in considering whether there's been a significant risk of harm, and harm can be in the nature of economic harm, physical harm, reputational harm, anything that would be a source of injury to individuals. There are a number of factors that you would want to look at in terms of the nature of the PHI that was disclosed, the circumstances, who received it, was it a covered any, somebody, some other organization that's subject to HIPAA or is it somebody that's not subject to HIPAA and come to a conclusion as to whether such harm has occurred that triggers the notice obligation. And if the organization concludes that such harm has not occurred after going through the analysis and documenting it, then the organization is not obligated under the law to give notice. The discussion has been whether HHS, in response to some of the comments it has received, would do away with the significant risk of harm standard and require covered NAs to give notice any time there was a breach of unsecured PHI. Thanks very much for that clarification. Do, do you anticipate a ramping up of enforcement efforts in 2011 as state attorneys general get training on how to file civil suits for HIPAA violations as now enabled under the HITECH Act and as the federal HIPAA compliance audit program begins? I guess I have real questions as to how significant an increase there would be in enforcement activities when I consider the economics that are required for enforcement, particularly at the state level. Ever since HITECH was adopted, there has been discussion in the legal community and amongst others in the policy community as to whether state attorney generals would pursue actions under HIPAA, and part of the calculation is whether it makes economic sense. And I think the same economic question needs to be raised when you think about it at the federal level, taking into account the passage of health reform and all that HHS has on its plate to implement reform, as well as to implement high-tech. You just have to I think really 
wonder whether there's enough dollars and a, enough people to see a notable increase in enforcement activity. So do you think the compliance audit program, the HIPAA compliance audit program, will begin in 2011? I mean, it was originally slated to begin this year, as I recall. I don't know. There really hasn't been much discussion of it, and I think probably the current focus would be on bringing to conclusion this final rulemaking of the privacy, security, and enforcement rules. And if that rulemaking activity does not include the breach notification rule, then bringing that rulemaking activity to a conclusion, I would see movement on, I would anticipate seeing movement on those fronts before you see OCR picking up something new. So should healthcare organizations be taking steps to prepare for potential HIPAA compliance audits or would their time be better spent on just general breach prevention efforts? I wouldn't advise dismissing preparation for compliance audits because regardless of whether um, the audits begin this year or at some point in the future, those audits can be a tool by which an organization can see how it is positioned in terms of complying with both the privacy and the security rule. And I would be thinking and encouraging organizations to think about it from not only do I satisfy the law, but what do I need to do to be making my patients and my enrollees, my customers feel comfortable that I run a a ship that will keep their information secure. If you follow ONC and in particular the comments by Blumenthal relative to HIT and the increased adoption of HIT. He is a strong believer and others in his shop spout the same message in terms of their belief that public confidence in the security and the privacy of individuals' health information is a necessary component of widespread adoption of HIT. So if organizations, in particular hospitals and other providers that are seeking to qualify for meaningful use incentives, really are interested in in getting a return on the investment as well as qualifying for those incentives, those organizations should be looking at their privacy and security efforts as part of that effort so that they not only get the dollars from the government in the form of incentives, but they also increase the confidence of their personnel and increase the confidence of their patients that collecting their information electronically, sharing their information electronically is a good thing for those individuals as well as the healthcare system as a whole. So all of these pieces are sort of interwoven, and that's how I would encourage covered entities to be thinking about those pieces, not as just disparate 
items of compliance, but how they all sort of work together to accomplish larger goals of making our healthcare system more effective and more efficient. Okay. Any other uh, final advice on what should be the top investment priorities for security uh, in the year ahead? I would encourage covered entities to not only be looking at technology as a means of securing health information, but also looking at the human factor. If you follow the unsecured PHI breach reporting list on HHS's website and you look at the details of the reports that have been submitted by covered entities that have experienced a breach, a common theme comes through. And that is so many of the instances really, when you step back, relate to human behavior, the losses of laptops and the mismanagement of technology so that it's not maintained in such a way that it won't be stolen. It really offers a way for organizations to potentially prevent breaches by focusing on ensuring that their personnel are effectively trained and have guidance and direction as to how to be using health information in a way and how to be maintaining health information in a way and how to be handling PDAs and laptops and disks and backup tapes in a way that doesn't put enrollees and patients' protected health information at risk. I think there's real opportunity if organizations spend the time to enhance their breach prevention efforts by looking at how they can better equip their personnel and manage the exposure that comes from their personnel's use and disclosure of PHI. Well, thanks, Kathy. We've been talking today with attorney Kathy Rowe. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.